Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are ASAP Science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about Barbie. We're going to be talking about play, how it affects your brain. Are dolls actually helpful to childhood development? And plus, are the new Barbies helping kids? Then, before that, we're going to talk about MDMA and psilocybin, as well as perfectionism. Some new research on both of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, there's something I was going to say and I already forgot. Whoa! Well, we're going to talk about we're going to talk hot. about the Barbie movie as well, and our opinions on. Oh, it. that's yeah. We saw it. Um, okay, well, hold that oh, thought. Whole shaking in your absolute <laughs> um, booties. It's monoculture though. It's fun. Everyone is wearing pink, and I'm wearing. pink. Oh, monoculture made me immediately think of like farming. I was like, "What are you talking? What are you oh, on? <laughs> or, or like a culture of bacteria of mono. Also, like just like the kissing <laughs> disease, which I've got twice which is like unheard of or whatever it's like okay i guess <laughs> i don't I'm think broken. i've ever had mono but i've had definitely had strep throat not that they're the same thing but i've never had mono yeah mono um is intense mm. we should do an episode of mono or maybe not maybe that's a little <laughs> bit too specific but like the second time i got it it was so scary and it took them so long to diagnose me and it was like what is wrong? And then when they finally were like, I got a rash all over my body and they were like, Oh, it's mono. And it was like, Oh, that's of, you get a rash from it. Yeah. Like you can, I, it took like two and a half weeks for my rash to come in. Oh, it wow. was awful. Anyways. Okay. Um, why did we, Oh, monoculture. <laughs> <laughs> like it's crazy. Like I do feel like everyone is talking about Barbie. Like Mattel done did it. No, what everyone's talking about. <laughs> this is a segue that we're, we're thinking about doing a podcast on, but we're not going to. So we're going to talk about it now. Is aliens and UFOs. Oh my god. <laughs> Depending when this episode it's comes so out. It's so late. Did you like in the recent years it's like every any every like 18 months there's like some breaking news about yeah. aliens. But it's funny because I feel like this time the memes are kind of like no one cares. Yeah, the memes are that no one cares. It's like and aliens have been announced and we're all like, yeah, we're busy. <laughs> but it's also a bit like, mm, I'll believe it when I see it, babe. Yeah, I think everyone's like, we've heard this before. Like Okay, fine. The U.S. government's announcing certain things, but, like, show us a UFO then. Yeah, and the U.S. government's announcing. It's like, no, some dude who, like, I don't know (laughs) if anyone's checked his, like, you know, observational, like, skills has said it. (laughs) I don't think that's, like, what's happening. It is. He's speaking on behalf of, like, I don't know, some intelligence agency probably, right? Because there are other videos. It's not just that one instance. There's, like, some new footage. The footage is not new, but recently, the U.S. government said it verified that it is real. Okay. It's like watching this orb in yeah. the sky that goes into the water, and then they're like, oh, it went underwater. Yeah. And they're like, there's actually nothing that human-made that can go from air to water so seamlessly and disappear. So there's like a handful Non-human of things that... Non-human biologics. Well, that was the guy at the U.S. Congress, right, that yeah. was saying like, yes, we, we retrieved non-human biologics. Which is so fun, because it's like, LOL, Yeah, like that could just be aliens. like bacteria couldn't it <laughs> yeah no i know non-human biologics is such a vague term that's like so pulled out of your ass to like not say aliens but you're right it's like you mean like a dog or just like <laughs> yeah biologic that just can mean anything i know i okay well also we did do an episode on ufos like years ago mm-hmm. and it's all about how like ufo sightings are part come around a lot more when there's turmoil and like chaos mm. And, like, people looking for, like, some Answers sort of, like... or something. Yeah, yeah, like, honestly, it's, like, a little bit of, like, okay, hopefully we're not alone in yeah. this, like, as we slowly detro- destroy our planet and, like, inflation goes through. Like, it feels like an interesting time to have this happen where people are, like, feeling a lot of chaos. Mm-hmm. And that's what our, like, video 
or our past podcast was about that yeah. like all these things happen because people maybe are like looking for something more on top of that i just think like the technology that they're using to scan these things are newer technologies that to i scan would, what things like they're not seeing it with their naked eye in some right. cases it's like new technology that the like military whatever is using that is like finding something and then like zooming in on it and i'm just like that technology is newer so like could it not just be like messing up well maybe i don't know but i think like, i don't the, the conversation is bigger came, than that but like okay it's, but it's do not, you, so do you think aliens came i do not think aliens came i i don't really have an opinion <clears throat> on it i think like there's nothing i've seen that's interesting enough for me to care about it right now do i want there to be aliens kind of yes do i want to like see like the government go like here's a like i want like i want independence day where they're like yeah we have a ufo and we've been studying it for 20 years and we can't understand it like that would you be cool that? well like it would just be kind of fun i don't i <laughs> yeah. also don't like want aliens to invade us like, like independence day is like bloodshed in across exactly. new york yeah so i don't <laughs> want that i just mean if they were like we have captured these like flying saucers that we've been it's just studying like, also like, uh, let me speak no well okay you, you're always cutting me off no because i'm saying flying saucers everyone's like it's flying saucers i'm like that's what we made up about aliens and you think it's going to be a flying saucer that is just a term right okay. i mean like anything like the orb flying in the sky fine it can be a fucking cigar shape i don't know <laughs> like cigar. <laughs> that's some of them are um no, I don't. I, there's nothing like newsworthy for me other than that. I, I would love for it to happen, but I just don't think anything that significant is happening. Wow, maybe we should have done a video because we just screamed at each other. Yeah. Controversial subjects and the facts to be times. I think what's so funny. Do is you not think there's aliens at all in this universe? I think, of course, there are aliens. What I do not think is that aliens have come to Earth and we've all not seen them except the military had this random like new gadget that was like that was a weird thing and it's like oh like there's I not just, like one clip, Craig. Anyway, there is. There's okay, three. I'm gonna cut you off and say wait, there is one clip. There's more than one clip through the years that the U.S. government has declassified and said this is authentic. This footage. is also so us, like you to believe and me to not believe. Like, <laughs> it's not about me believing. It's just being like, okay, there's interesting phenomena that have been captured. Yes, we might not understand it. What I was gonna say <laughs> is there's an interesting little graph going around of the globe showing where UFO sightings happen and. So so it's like all of America's lit up and like hardly the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it just goes to show. And my only other thought is like we have amazing technology and cameras in almost everyone's hand now. And it's not like UFO sightings have gone up or we've ever gotten like yeah, good quality exactly. footage. So that's where I'm like, I, th I don't think it's like actually happening. But that doesn't mean there isn't things out there that are real. It just means like obviously there's a lot of hype around it. Yeah. And I, yeah, I totally don't think aliens have come. And the one thing I want to talk about is like freaking TikTok. There's like crazy videos that go so viral. They're very Joe Rogan-y conspiracy theories where it's like a girl, like a model on the plane looked out her window and saw a UFO. <laughs> and it's like they have so many like shares and people believe it. And then yeah. the UFO and all of these things are actually flying saucers. And I'm like, okay, people, flying saucers were some made up thing in like from the <laughs> 60s. And you're like, it's like, that's obviously not real. Like the fact that like an alien would come and be a flying saucer, this like arbitrary shape yeah. is so funny to me. Cause yeah. it's like, no, they're going to come down in some like, like that. Like, yeah. It's going to be more like, like, what was that movie where the aliens come down? That's really arrival cool. arrival. Yeah, but even then, I'm like, it could be some type of physics we don't even like. Yeah, it's yeah. also Sorry. like I'm just saying it's not going to be the quintessential. Yeah, yeah. I just was like, it, I find that funny when people are believing these TikToks are so viral. People really want to believe in UFOs, mm -hmm. and the UFOs actually are flying saucers. I'm like, that's my first sort of red flag. I'm like, they're not going to come down in the shape that we thought of in like the 40s. Fine. Yeah. I mean, unless the shape in the 40s was inspired by people who saw real things. Okay. Wow. We really need to make a video. Um, we're moving on. You're so Roswell. My, <laughs> oh my God. No, I just... Mitch Roswell Moffat. Assuming Moffett. there's no <laughs> violence involved, I just would like to know that there's aliens before I die. I so I got like 40 or 50 more years to figure this out okay. and like have a sighting myself or have like someone show actual proof. Like wow. I would love that. Assuming that it doesn't mean we're being taken over. Okay. I'm you know? so like there's aliens for We're moving sure, on. But they're not here, babes. <laughs> they're not here, babes. Okay. Next. Oh, what did we
we learned this week? Wow, that should have been an episode. <laughs> <laughs> like debate time. Oh, you go first. Oh, okay. Mine is classically on perfectionism, but specifically in young people. A new meta-analysis came out. Sadly, we don't count as young people anymore, so this doesn't include me. What age? It was 6 to 24. That's what's young, this day and age, and I think that's rude. I think young no, goes to that, 45. That, that makes sense. <laughs> 45 is so middle-aged. It's so young. Ew, being middle-aged. Okay. So we all know like many people in the past think perfectionism is like a great thing. It makes people motivated, but actually more and more everyone's like, actually it's like a really, it's associated with a lot of negative traits, but it's characterized by high standards, self-criticism and a tendency to strive for flawlessness. Um, Wait, say it again. What were the first two? High standards, yeah. self-criticism, oh, okay. and a tendency to strive for flawlessness Yeah, is kind of like the, Flawless. Per, the definition. Um, and of course, the studies recognize like this can be adaptive in the right context, which can mean it can be good in times when people are trying to like mold to their environment and do well. But perfectionism has more and more through studies been linked to negative outcomes. So this meta-analysis was studying 32 studies, looking at 32 studies, over 10,000 kids between 1980 and 2020. They focused on two the two main types of perfectionism are called perfectionistic strivings, which is like the desire to achieve high standards, or perfectionistic concerns, which is where you worry too much about being perfect. So I guess like in psychology, these are two different types of perfectionism. Ooh, which one do you People think who you are like trying to do... I, I'm sure you can be on a scale of both. I, I can relate to both of those. Oh, really? I was like, I feel like you're more the first. Like the achieving. Yeah, but then I'm... Yeah, I guess no, I don't... No, the striving. Yeah, yeah. Desire to achieve high standards. And what's the second one? Uh, when people worry too much about being perfect. Yeah, I feel like you don't worry. That yeah, much you're right, it. I guess. But yeah, yeah. It's Anyways, the desire I, to achieve. I was anyway, just, yeah. yeah. So both in, these, in this meta-analysis were shown to be linked to mental health problems. However, perfectionistic concerns was more strongly associated with symptoms of anxiety, OCD, and depression. Huh. So like those if you spend a lot of time worrying about being perfect, not necessarily focusing on achieving something, but like wanting and thinking a lot about being perfect internally, then you're more likely to have anxiety, OCD, depression, OCD. But depression. like, is there not like any good? I feel like perfectionists are getting dragged through the app. Well, no, mud. that's what I said. It can be adaptive. Like, but like in what way? Like, I'm just curious. Like, well, to have high standards and achieve things and to like think internally about your relationship to the world and how you want to be good. Like, that can be motivating factor for positive outcomes. So people in the past were like, that's all good. And now it's only feeling like perfectionists are getting dragged through the mud because it's like a shift from like the 90s idea of like. Yeah. And I think it's good. realizing that perfectionism can be parsed apart to the parts that are good and the parts that are not so healthy. So it's mm -hmm. like, let's focus on how to uplift you know, like having a hard work ethic or a good work ethic and wanting to achieve is not problematic, but how can we separate that from the negative emotions and problems that can arise that are correlated to it? Yeah, like in, like like it is linked to anxiety. Yeah, well, is it really worth being perfect if you're depressed? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's the point? And I yeah. think it's interesting to just highlight that. So again, this was in young people, but I'm sure it kind of... I like, feel like people do sort of admire perfectionism in like the arts and like movies and like isn't there kind yeah, of like it's definitely glorified as yeah like, wow they were like not just a perfectionist but you know this idea of like a savant who's so troubled but like is so neurotic and that's why they were an amazing artist ultimately even though it like ruined their life in other ways yeah like maybe art, that's true like maybe maybe there's art. elements of that creativity that like people drive themselves insane and they're sacrificing their own sanity and happiness like mental for health. the art, maybe. But, but that's an interesting thing to maybe be like, that's not that cool. Yeah. I feel like we, we like loved that and maybe still do. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, I feel like there's an idea around like art and even maybe science where it's like if someone's like sacrificing their mental health in order yeah, to Yeah, and it's like really I can good. see through my own life and other people how being a perfectionist also doesn't just negatively impact you. Like it's not that cool to be like, oh yeah, that person's so neurotic and specific about their art that they they like in negatively impact the people around them, right? Like picture somebody who like part of my perfectionism was like not being able to work with other people because it's like, it has to be my way. Yeah. And that's like not a healthy way to have no. like social. And that actually is not how you make good art. 
Yeah, I would yeah. I would assume there's tons of artists who are really amazing collaborators and good communicators and learn from other people and see yeah. experience through others and don't get tied up on like, I don't know. Obviously, it's this back and forth of like, but tiny detail, details can be so interesting and like, you just got to find your like, place in it. Like a thinking of Barbie, Greta Gerwig, we'll get to it. Like mm-hmm. you can't be a good director and be a perfectionist because you have to work with like literally a thousand people. Yeah, you, you know, know what I mean. It's like, like that it, common thing where people are like, especially in like business, it's like good enough, move on, right? Like if yeah. you want to be able to move forward, perfectionism often like holds you back, and you waste way too much time on details that probably ultimately don't make a difference. I was thinking about directors, and like I feel like people glorify perfectionisty directors, but I'm like the way you describe it, like I can't work with anyone. Like at least directors have to. You can't be a director who's solo, like because well, you have to like. You can be a bad director though, who's like very totally directive do you know what i mean if all you do is like no my vision is the right way to do it because it's perfect this is the perfect version and then other people are like yeah but that's like not that attainable and if we can do it this other way we might be able to get it done better or faster or i more just mean like you have like it's an interesting medium like making a film unlike you're forced to work together painting or even if you're doing music all on your own like You actually can't do it alone. There has to be an actor. There has to be all these other things. Yes. You can still be a perfectionist, but you'd have to at least be like, oh, damn it. Anyway, I think just know if you have perfectionistic tendencies to remind yourself like there's nothing wrong with wanting to do good at something, but just like step back a little bit and evaluate and remember that there are negative outcomes associated with going too far down that path. And if you're like me and you're a mess, maybe you want a bit of perfection (laughs) in your life. I'm always like, there must be something good. Yeah. Okay, so mine's about how Australia is now the first country to allow psilocybin and MDMA to be prescribed by doctors oh, wow. Whoa. to treat psychiatric conditions like depression and PTSD. Like for people to take on their own? Yeah. Whoa. But it's like there's a lot of concerns. They are the guinea pigs. Everyone's okay. sort of like, isn't Australia like kind of always the guinea yeah. pig for like Western concepts? Yes. Like So far as I can tell. I think it's because they're like a perfectly sized like sample and they're like, it's an like island. a big enough country. Yeah. It's isolated enough culture maybe that it's easy to test and scale up to like, cause it, once you put something in America and now you have like 400 million, they're also like people. crazy. And they're always like, I would take a risk. <laughs> like they're all like, they're always like jumping off cliffs and like going <laughs> like, ah, oh, give me the MDMA, like surfing mate. with sharks and like everything can kill them. So they're like, Oh, I'm on. I didn't tackle that. Like, so I'll drop. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, we'll test it on the Australians. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, like, I knew they were the guinea pigs for, like, credit cards. And, like, that's so different. This is, like, health. Mm -hmm. Because people are worried about, like, essentially that, like, this doesn't work for everyone. Obviously, there's groundbreaking research about psilocybin and MDMA. But, like, 10% of people do have a really bad time with the drugs. Or, like, maybe, like, have a bad trip on shrooms. And are like, this is not the right thing. And that they're going to be a slow rollout. And they this will be still, like happening with therapy and all yeah, these and, things. and if your doctor's prescribing it and you're getting it as a pill that's not like here's your shrooms i think and they're like okay you like when you get pills it says like take twice daily with food at this time you know like if you're taking it in that kind of way it becomes medicine and yeah. you probably follow your doctor's order yes some people might abuse it yes some people with any medicine have side effects so i think as long as the side effects don't outweigh the possible benefits for people like any medicine you'd tell your doctor, Oh, I'm feeling nauseous or I can't sleep. And they'd be like, okay, maybe we'll switch your medicine. So I think that's like cool that it's going through your doctor who can help you evaluate if it's working. And they just are very much like the science community is a little bit like, is it too soon? But like, I guess Mm -hmm. it has to happen somewhere first. I think that's amazing. Is it too soon? I don't think so. Well, just like, so that if things start to go wrong, it doesn't get shut down. That's like, they're not Mm, saying it's too fear of like, like, Oh, then there's someone has a bad trip and like sues the, I don't know. Yeah. And or then that becomes the press that like, yeah. oh, this medicine is hurting people or yeah. like causing. Yeah, that's fair. But like, I think it is like exciting. It's just sort of like putting into action what a lot of the research is saying about mm-hmm. how those drugs could now help. But yeah, some doctors just think it's too soon, but we'll see, like look to okay. Australia and yeah. like, see if they all go like become crazier than they already are. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, Australia. We're sorry. We love you. Margot Robbie, Australian. Oh, she. Slay as Barbie. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. I've heard her voice. Yeah. And it's like the girl from Succession is Australian. Why is... Oh, oh I thought she was British. She's oh, Australian. Then Why? No, no, maybe she's British and then the guy is Australian. They're one or the other. Why Tom are Australians so good at acting? Like Kate Blanchett? Like their accents are amazing. Yeah. When they, they can really pull off American accents. 
I feel like they just in must a way watch that I think so much Austra- American. Americans cannot pull off Australian accents. That, but that's what I mean. They must watch so much American. Yeah. Like we're not watching like, no offense. or whatever. <laughs> like or I guess we're, you're watching Australian. I, yeah, I love Australian. Survivor. We watch like Kath and Kim. But it is just interesting. Like I'm like, what's going on down there? Yeah. Whether- what are the the only other like Australian property that like blew up for us was well maybe not the only but um, Summer Heights High. Yeah. Oh, that like gay, like Josh Thomas show. Oh yeah. Please like me. Yeah. Like they obviously, they have a thriving art scene clearly. And they obviously are like wealthy and probably have like crazy acting schools where like Mm -hmm. rich kids like Margot Robbie can go (laughs) and just like be like, I'm going to be Barbie slay all day. But like, (laughs) it does feel like there's always sort of an iconic actress, whether it's like Nicole Kidman or whatever, who's just like from Australia. Hugh Jackman's Australian, right? Huge jacked man. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they've, they've yeah they, they, they have they've laws considering their population's small and they all like jump off cliffs all the time. And it's like, you know, like, <laughs> like to, for thrills, not to like kill them. No, no, <laughs> for thrills. And like, you know, those spiders could have like killed Nicole Kidman, yeah. but they didn't or whatever. No, it's very cool culture. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about <laughs> the science of Barbie. Lol. Okay, we'll be right back. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. So today we will be talking about Barbie, about studies looking into kids playing with dolls, how it affects their brains. In some ways with Barbies, it is looking at like boys versus girls because we kind of society sort of tells one to play with Barbies and not the other, as well as the concept of play and how important that is as an adult. But Yeah. And so I'm looking into obviously like with the new Barbie movie and Mattel trying over the last handful of decades to like modernize themselves yeah. and address criticisms about Barbie's, you know, physical standards and like occupations and these things. Has any of those movements changed the way that Barbie impacts like women in STEM Barbie? Yeah. <laughs> but also, um, a lot of these studies are like sponsored by Mattel. Yeah. The it's one crazy. That I, was I was like, wow, this is a really interesting study. And then it was like, which was sponsored by Barbie is what it said or funded, funded by Barbie. By Barbie. <laughs> like it's like, Oh my God. Like a lot of research yeah. on dolls. So we should like, obviously we'll make clear which ones are, we'll still talk about them, but obviously it's, you know, grain of salt. Of course they're releasing only the stuff that's going to be like positive. So, but but it is them. it is like interesting because playing with dolls as kids, it kind of makes sense. Can only be a good thing. Well, like so, yeah, we'll get to that. But I think it like with any just because a study is funded by a specific company or organization doesn't necessarily mean it's bad or untrue. Yeah, it just is like you have to take it with a grain of salt. That if they found results they didn't like, they probably would not publish that study. Interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or yeah. like that they're looking, they really want these specific results. And when they get them, of course, they're going to. doesn't mean in this case, the scientists are lying. They found these yeah. results. But of course, that's going to be press if it's good. But there's something about like the studies are saying that playing with dolls encourages children to talk more about their thoughts, their emotions, like playing with imaginary games. They're literally looking at their brains with like yeah, they, fMRI like neuroscience while they studies, play yeah. with dolls and are seeing like the parts of the brain linked to like emotions and thoughts and feelings and all these things. And you're, and it's just sort of like, I don't know, I guess it is like if you're Mattel and you want to sponsor a study, you can probably have a lot of confidence that it's not 
bad for a kid to be yeah. playing engaging with dolls with, and engaging yeah. with like imagination toys. and toy yeah. like compared to passively watching TV yeah. or and it, that is actually often one of the not controls but like the comparison in a lot of these studies is like a child with a tablet for an hour versus a child with a, in this case like a Barbie or like a Lego or like a, yeah. an action figure and Lego also has a lot of studies and similarly is like yeah this is obviously helping kids on over a tablet but also some of the tablet games they would be playing would be like a hairdressing game mm. or like something see, yeah. that's similar to what you might be doing with your doll right, but through a tablet and always there's more parts of the brain lit up when you're actively using your imagination with the doll. So I just feel like it's kind of an easy study to sort of win for Mattel. Yeah. But, but, that doesn't but it make still is it interesting. interesting. Like, yeah. And it maybe seems obvious, like, you know, your, the kid has to be able to put themselves, like they're playing a character, right? Like they're putting yeah. themselves and having to realize like, oh, there's like either, either I'm interacting with this Barbie and it's a different person than me or it's interacting with another toy and they have to communicate with each other. So it's like, a safe place for a child to like experiment with language and experiment with yeah. feelings and come up with scenarios that like, even if, you know, even with action figures with like quote unquote, like boys toys, obviously like many kids play with action figures, but like when you're playing like a more aggressive thing with guns or fighting in a way, and this is just my sort of not anecdotal, but what's the word where you're just like, this is my personal opinion is, that's a safe space to experiment with like not violence, but like being a little more intense and aggressive. And even parents mm. will sometimes be like, okay, play more nicely. And it's like, instead of hitting your brother or your sibling, you're like smashing toys <laughs> oh together. You know what I mean? I just yeah. feel like it's a place to learn and practice skills. Also it, they said like truly tense, like the language of like when they interact with dolls, kids play with the different past, present, future tense mm. in like interesting ways. And they're like actually switching between whether or not the Barbie's them, the Barbie's someone else, the other person. Whereas when they play the tablet games, they're always stuck in this sort of like one idea of like who they are and who something else is. And then mm. people, that was another argument from the researchers was like, this is very good for a brain to be playing with the idea right. of like, self and other and it was like that is complicated that is hard like it is actually like even playing with dolls now as an adult would like not be a horrible idea yeah like it's kind <laughs> of like you know what i mean like you're like if you're scrolling through tiktok we know how bad that is for your brain yeah like getting out like three dolls and playing with them as an adult is so much more like stimulating in a positive way yeah like any and any dopamine release has to be from something you've imagined, not from right. like this like something that's algorithm. Put at you. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it's kind of like playing with dolls is a sleigh. It is. It's all coming from <clears throat> you, and that is fascinating and interesting. And that can that can be dolls, but it can be anything that you can play with, right? Like you can make up figures, you can create your own toys, or yeah, like there's lots of ways to impart. That's why it's kind of like the question maybe becomes: Does it have to be Barbie? And yeah. as we're gonna go into like more research and studies on like does the way barbie looks and poses herself yes. to kids also have an impact that could be negative okay so should we do a bit of a movie review let's do it yeah okay so i think there could be some spoilers right now oh yeah like but at this point we're two weeks in babe it's made what 1.7 jazillion dollars yeah and it's not like a movie that you need to avoid spoilers for. no but i was happy that i went in pretty damn clean yeah, that's fair. Like but I it's didn't... not like there's no like major <clears throat> twist that someone's going to be like, oh, you ruined this. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, of course, here's your spoiler warning. We're probably not going to be saying like a ton no. of them, but there some might just come out of our mouth. Sorry about it. <laughs> um, I thought it was incredible. Yeah, I, I thought really it was loved. a very good movie. I was <laughs> extremely stoned, which I think is like a, a sleigh. Like, it was like the type <laughs> of movie that's like it was so silly and so unserious that it was like a perfect movie like to have like a little giggle giggle like yeah i was sober um and so I, now you got all the realms of reviews <laughs> that you could possibly get i was i liked it a lot too like definitely afterwards we all i think everyone we were with enjoyed it what was really fun was that i haven't been to a theater with that kind of energy in a long time yeah yes it was a like a cheaper tuesday so the theater was like Full. I don't know if that's why or but if it was Barbie. I read that it had the most lucrative Monday evening 
ever. Oh wow! Over okay. the Dark so, Knight. Yeah. So it was, I think it was not so much that not it was Cheap just, Night. It was yeah. like people are clamoring to see this movie, and it was the it was the Tuesday after it came. That's out. interesting to know because I at the moment was just like. <laughs> This feels so exciting. Even in the fun. lobby, everyone's yeah. in like dressed in pink, pink and pastel. Yeah. And I was like, I forgot my fucking pink shirt. I was in such a rush. Um, but it was just like cute to see people so excited for a movie. And then it was a fun movie to see in a crowd because it felt like the vibe. Everyone wanted to laugh. Everyone wanted to like have energy. And I thought the jokes were hitting. I was like, yeah. these are funny. This is funnier. I mean, maybe it's marketed as a comedy. But to me, I was kind of like, what the hell am I doing seeing the Barbie movie? Like, I don't. <laughs> I'm not like it's obviously like a like capitalist scheme to sell right. Barbie. Like there's, I was not <laughs> and to ex- like rebrand her. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting to go into this movie and in any way be as entertained as I was. Or like, I just so often I see comedies and maybe it's because they're like this is a comedy and I walk in and I'm like okay I better laugh and I leave and I'm like frustrated because I'm like that was not funny. Yeah, a lot of like modern sort of sitcom rom com stuff is like. Not and, funny. And maybe this is just our own personal taste, but you will be like, it's very dad joke. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean that against dads, but you it's know what Ken I mean? joke. Where it's just kind of like simple setup, maybe slapstick, slapstick, which can be funny. And I'm not against that, but there's just moments where you're like, this is not that clever. It's no, not, no, no, no. It's not actually making me like, it's more making me go like, <laughs> versus like when you watch a great comedian, you're like, can't stop yeah i was having moments of that in the movie where i was like the jokes were hitting and i was noticing myself stoned smiling so much like it starts in barbie world so all these actors like are barbies and it's so like candy for your brain it's like it was like tiktok vibes where it was like hit 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 like move move yes and i was just like i was just like smiling and was just like i don't really know what is going on like it it was very surreal and it was like cool like it wasn't like oh this is like some generic movie where it starts with a montage and a girl like yeah it was different it was like it was different it was but like what exciting. i will say i was definitely smiling the whole time going back to like the jokes i don't know that i was laughing so hard but i did not cringe a lot like yes i think yeah. it was more like even when the jokes weren't super funny i still was like that's funny it wasn't it wasn't like making me yeah. lose my breath i thought the performances were so good that even when the jokes like the joke like sometimes they were just not even saying a joke and i was kind of laughing because mm-hmm. they were so yeah everyone pulled it off everybody yeah. pulled it off no there one was, was taking themselves seriously which i yeah. liked and i just was like laughing and i felt like it made me relax yeah, and there's something fun about because obviously this falls into the rom romantic comedy genre, but it never because the annoying part about rom coms or the, the romance, yeah, yeah, is that they break often they break from comedy and become super serious, yeah, and super like, I'm so sorry, I love you, and like fine, I know some people like that, but often for both of us, it's like make that funny. And this was able to even in the context of them like rekindling their love or their relationships was still on the nose funny. It was like they're aware they're dolls and this is stupid. Well, there was no romance. There was no no love between Ken or Barbie, which was interesting, I Mm -hmm. thought. Like it was like very much like she was unable to comprehend what it would even mean to be in love with Ken. It was about like, (laughs) it was, it was weirdly like trying to do a lot. It was about existentialism for her. It was Mm -hmm. about her understanding the concept of death or whether or not she wants to be a human, which would like then die. Right. Like it was kind of like, (laughs) that is also, I think why I really liked it. Cause I was like, how the hell did we end up here? Like when it was, I thought so that it's in the trailers, but like when she was like, the dance scene and then she's just like hey have you guys ever thought about death and it's like record scratch yeah it's kind of like that is a really intense like slay in my opinion for Greta Gerwig and the person to be like that's what we're gonna do this right about. this is gonna be about it could easily about a love dread. be about a love of Ken or yeah. whatever but it was just like that was when I was like that's fun because even on top mm-hmm. of this movie is dumb and they know it's dumb they're also like trying to do this other stuff yeah. which I thought was like impressive yeah but then it, it was a lot it was a lot like she goes into the real world which i actually some wish of the plot doesn't of. make sense but oh for sure there's but that's kind of fine yeah i, I kind of like that in the end because they never took it seriously so i was okay with the fact that it was so much stuff whereas if they were taking things like serious more seriously i think i'd be like you didn't land the feminism thing you didn't land the existentialism thing but it felt like they kind of just like 
gave up at a certain point and were just like, this is a weird movie. Yeah. I had a moment. So, and I've seen a lot of discourse around this because obviously like it touches on capitalism. It touches on feminism. It touches on like personal identity and who you are in the world in decent ways, but obviously it's not that deep, right? Like it doesn't, yeah. it's not like her personal philosophy 101. Like she's, it's a movie about Barbie. So I think like so at some point in the movies, I was like, it's not really giving me that much to think about. No, it's not. It's but not. then I was afterwards like, but what did I expect from the Barbie exactly. movie? Exactly. The fact that we were leaving the Barbie movie and being like, well, it didn't really kill capitalism, <laughs> feminism, <laughs> existentialism in right. the perfect way I'd expect. But they tried. It's like, what? I didn't ever expect to go to a I Barbie guess. movie and ever talk about those things. But you know what came to my mind a lot as a comparison? Not the same at all, but like everything, everywhere, all at once. Sometimes I kept thinking that movie to me was a better version of Barbie, that Barbie could have stepped huh. into that world. Not like action, but yeah. that movie was like so creative visually. It yeah. was hyper stimulating. And then it actually kind of had a profound message. Yeah, that's true. That stuck more with me. That was like, oh, they did it. Like they found a yeah. way to talk about like this experience and of existence that's like really challenging. And it left like a deeper mark. Barbie like tried to do that a little bit, but it didn't. It was more like, but we're Barbie, so we're obviously yeah. not going to do that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it did wink. It constantly, like, winks at you with this, like, like there's a moment where, like, the narrator, Helen Mirren, comes in with, and Margot Robbie's talking about being what? Like, a woman can look like anything. <laughs> and then they're like, <laughs> well, maybe we shouldn't have cast Margot Robbie in this to moment. Make like, this those point, things are yeah. kind of, like, yeah. Wayne's World, at least, like, vibes. Yeah. Which I, I think I've heard criticism about that, but I'm like... Those are the moments where I'm reminded that this movie's dumb, mm -hmm. but like intentionally dumb, intentionally dumb, which I do think is a bit of a scapegoat because they're, they are saying some pretty deep things and I was actually kind of moved. Yeah. I really loved like America. A lot of people are saying the America Ferrera thing was a bit of a mess, but I like loved her. Yeah, I thought too. she was so good at acting. They were all so good at acting yeah. that I was just like, they're pulling off these like weird things throughout it but then they also get to just constantly scapegoat and be like but we're just a barbie movie kidding and it's like yeah. i'm like i don't know i'm just like that's fun like yeah it allows the movie to still just be fun and that like if you went to a barbie movie and it wasn't fun it would be bad even if it was yeah too, like, super profound so it was like fun the whole time while kind of trying these little things challenging some people maybe like about feminism who aren't like you know from like toronto or whatever like what is I feel like the feminist statements people are saying are really like simple yeah. and not that nuanced, but that's like, this is for a this mass is, audience. Yeah. Like yeah. there's people around the, like the world who will see this and it maybe is more meaningful than like for us. Who yeah. Like, to, to draw the like simple parallel of like in Barbie world, all the girls have the power and then in the regular world, all the males have the power. Yeah. And, like, at the end, she's like, oh, maybe one day if you work hard enough, you can get a job here, too. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, there is, like, yeah, simple <laughs> comparisons, but, like, many people still need to hear that And message. it's, like, even, like, the, like, the, like, concept of, like, the, <laughs> like, Kens, like, go to the real world and, like, learn about patriarchy and come back and, like, become, like, insane, like, bad men. <laughs> and there's not any repercussions for them. Like, right. it's not a really great comparison, but then it's, like, already men are mad about the Barbie movie. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually like, properly explained how yeah. violent and like yes. there's zero repercussion for the men at all right. for essentially like coming into Barbie land and like <laughs> destroying it the mm. way that they have like the world. Like I think there's things where it's like they did kind of balance a fine line of talking about these things while creating like this blockbuster hit that everyone's going to see. Yeah. I clearly, I don't know. I really like it. Was good. it. Maybe I, would, I need to see it I again. I definitely recommend it. Like it's definitely, despite wanting to like critically analyze it um, and find like the flaws in it, I do think it's worth seeing. It's just fun. And it's just like so funny. It's like we're now talking about these. Like, so right before we jump into absolutely demolishing Barbie for being a, <laughs> like a female, like, um, image that's been very toxic in this world oh Ghost i was gonna say like i'm just talking about how good pl like play is by these mattel sponsored ads while simultaneously being like the mattel movie's so good that they, like i'm just like i'm just like shiving for like mattel i'm about right to switch my tune okay let's switch sure. your tune let's switch your tune um i wanted to just say one more thing about the movie it was my favorite quote as somebody who's like you know thinking about being a parent eventually and a lot of people have been debating what this meant i i, I took like a very specific meaning from it but it's when she's like 
you know, mothers stand still so that their daughters can see how far they've gone when they turn back and look at them. Wait, well, what? When? There's a point when, like, Barbie is talking to Ruth, the creator, and they're, like, holding hands. And this is when my edible absolutely hit. And I was like, <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, it's who's like Ruth? I'm kidding. It's like the moment of the whole film. Okay. One of the things she is, like, because she's her mother, right? And Barbie's based off of her daughter. Yeah. It was just like a, a quote about like how mothers stand still so that their daughters can see how far they've traveled okay. and how I just took it to mean like, obviously parents, you make a lot of sacrifice, even your personal growth, you sacrifice, but like in a way that lets you, you are you, like, it's so your kids can progress and hmm. that they can like, you know, continue the torch and see how far the world has progressed. Yeah. Right. Like the whole thing is existential Barbie being like, what do I represent? These young girls are telling me I'm actually anti-feminist. There's a moment where a girl says to Barbie's face, you're a fascist. And I was like, that was a slay. <laughs> it was so funny. When and that girl was such a good actor. And yeah. Margot Robbie was so good yeah. as Barbie. Like I, that was so funny. And like, that is a really great line. Like yeah, I liked it. Oh, it was like, just touching. I, and I was just—I only thought of it in the context of like sometimes my fear of becoming a parent is like standing still yeah. and like having to let go. And I know that's not entirely true, but obviously once you have a kid, there's something beautiful about being like they yeah. now get to like progress society yeah. and push forward for like new ideas and representations of people. I did. I, I nice. did. It did make me want to have a kid. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, so Mattel. go now. Now um, okay, rip her to so shreds. Anyway. Let's start with some general studies that have been done. I'm not going to, in this part, I'm not going to quote a specific study, but it's like, what have studies generally found? The big caveat here is most of the research on Barbie has been in the Western world and to white girls, which yeah. like obviously yeah. is like who Barbie was marketed to for a long time. We see lower body esteem and greater thin ideal internalization in yeah. girls who play with Barbie. Wow. Um, weight bias really gets ingrained at young ages because of Barbie like influences that. And they were saying like, especially between six and 11, I think um, is when you start to conceive of your own body image. Um, and so like having something like Barbie, that's like extremely thin and like, crazy body ideals around like waist to breast ratio and stuff like imprints yeah. on, on young people. And they do talk in the movie in reference. There was a Barbie that you'd lift her arm and like her tits would grow. Um, and it's like, that's crazy. Like they've obviously done damage throughout the past if they've made a Barbie like that. Yeah. Skipper and, Barbie. Yes, exactly. And, and they're saying girls, and obviously these are like gendered studies and like binary in terms of like, you know, obviously queer people aren't Which really the movie was and yeah. the weekend of Oppenheimer Barbie was. Yeah. Crazy binary time. Yeah. So like obviously keep that all in mind for this. Um, but girls as young as three to five who handled or viewed images of the newer generation Barbies still had more negative thoughts about the like larger or curvy Barbies because there still mm. are the like skinny ones yeah. right it's like they they've, they've done multiple studies where they're like okay can showing more representative figures help remove the bias from kids and it was kind of like not really sadly like even huh. when they also play with more representative figures of barbies or dolls if they still have access to like the thinner ones or the ones who like look disproportionate or have big boobs, it's like those are the things that are going to imprint on them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The like superficial ideals. Yeah. Of and it's like crazy that we've all sort of seen Barbie and Ken's bodies like naked. Like I have, I never even had Barbies and I know what those look like. That That is yeah. an impressionable time to be showing people extremely ideal beige, white, body types like it's that's yeah really and obviously like even for our generation and maybe this is changing now like many mothers and fathers were upholding those ideals it's not just that barbie was that it's like people are trying to be that the adults around you are holding that up our celebrities our musicians yeah. are all adhering to so it's like you it's hard to parse apart like did barbie really cause this or is barbie a part of the culture that glorifies thinness mm -hmm. and blondness mm -hmm. and whiteness and all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure both are true. It also felt like in the movie, there was like such a like diverse cast of like body types and people. And I'm like, I don't think this is represents actually the Barbies that like exist now. I think now it does a little more closely. Like I, sorry, do it does closely, but I feel like the movie did skip past the, in the, the institution of Mattel. Yeah. In a way that's like a little annoying. Cause it's like, okay, now you're just making a movie that's like professing all of these concepts that the company has lagged on for sure. Yeah. I mean, like I guess there aren't like Ken's and Barbie's that look like what you see in the movie. Yeah. I, uh, 
Weirdly, all the Kens were like pretty fit and hot, though, weren't they? There was like one sort of like gay Ken that was like normal looking who had like three lines. That was the <laughs> other thing I thought was like it was marketed as this like all star cast with the like, hi, I'm Barbie, hi, I'm mm-hmm. Ken thing. And then I didn't find that outside of Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, people mm-hmm. got that much time to like shine. Right. Like I thought Issa Rae was so funny with yeah. all her lines and I was just like, I want more It was felt more like Cammy, even though she was in it a bunch, she, it wasn't like she's a main character. No, and like I kind that. of thought, that, I guess Kate McKinnon had like an yeah. important role, but I thought there'd be more of that. And so there were Kens that I noticed were normal body types, but they said like three lines. And or then you just kind like of missed in the background them. dancing yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Fair. there were obviously a lot of hot, background Ken's too but um, okay so this is the specific study I looked at I wanted to read the first sentence because I thought it was funny it says this is the first sentence of the study <laughs> the modern millennial and Gen Z targeted Barbie core feminist movement has emerged in tandem with Barbie's reinvention to inspire inclusion and active play <laughs> I was just <laughs> like the Barbie core feminist movement has emerged yeah, that's so good um, Basically, a lot of new Barbies now have like they have joints so they can be in different positions, which is like part of their movement to be like, it's not Barbie can like play sports like she could be like wound up to play tennis. She's not on her (laughs) tippy toes 24 seven. Yeah. So this study was um, trying to find out if exposure to images depicting contemporary passively posed Barbies like the fashionista Barbies. Um, was worse than the modern ones, which are like actively posed. They can change their bodies. They can stand in different ways. So they look they, like crash test dummies. <laughs> yeah, they're called Fitspiration dolls. And then wow. the control against this was Lego friends. Um, because I guess like Lego, I don't know why. Is Lego coming for Barbie? That's so <laughs> I funny. Know. I think it's more like neutral, right? Like they're like block characters. Yeah. Also the Lego movie, weirdly good too. And this is about like, okay, does it, do these different things differentially affect aspects of state body image? Mm-hmm. And if like on college women in this case, it was 106 racially diverse young adult college women. The results were that the ones exposed to Barbie fashionista reported significantly lower appreciation of their body relative to those who were just viewing the Lego sets. Hmm. Um, And then it was a similar trend with the new dolls, though less. Do you know what I mean? So like still compared to Lego, if you're playing with the new age Barbies, you were still feeling less good about your own body. Hmm. It says the actively posed dolls had a marginally higher appearance comparison score than the like traditional, the traditional like static, but still worse than the control, which was the Lego. Lego. Interesting. So I do still think there is this idea of like, yeah, like a Barbie image and body size can impact your view of your own self worth and image. Do you think that like Greta Gerwig is like scared about this, like tour de force blockbuster she's now made for Barbie? Uh, I think she must have, calculated that in to her expectations before choosing but to it's do it. so like mind-blowing it's like made triple what it Oppenheimer is made but like because i've heard people be mentioning that but there's also the discussion it's like well they did put it was like a 150 million dollar marketing campaign yeah so it's not like she didn't yeah. know <laughs> that it was gonna try and be but i'm movie. so surprised about how much it beat out oppenheimer to oh, be honest oh, like yeah. i was like Same. i don't know if I she really thought I'll, maybe thought that's fair like she probably it's is winning the like culture of it. But I think if you're a director who's like listening to that pop culture podcast podcast where they were like, obviously this is partially strategic for her to like position herself as someone who can take on big budget films and yeah. be successful. Yeah. So obviously in her greatest hope, this is what would have happened. Yeah. So like when you take on a job like that, she has to know like, okay, the criticism's gonna come my way. Even if it wasn't popular as a as a famous director, I'm sure she was like, yeah. I'm gonna be like dissected for this yeah for it's just better or for it's worse. just interesting because like you're bringing up studies that's like okay this it is like important to remember like that the damage barbie could have done yeah i i like struggle with figuring this <laughs> but out yeah now i'm like what about gi joe and it's like we're yeah <laughs> like i'm like did that make barbie me, probably like, gets a lot of skinny. yeah gi joe's were fucking jacked and like hot well we were gay so we were probably like that's hot we're like oh cool i kind of want to <laughs> fuck my action figure what's that mean i like in the movie where they acknowledge that they're just like my like circular or like what do they say about their genitals yeah they're like yeah it's flat down another there. incredible joke from the movie <laughs> and also the desexualization like the fact that Ken is like wanting a kiss and she's standing there like blank face, I thought was like so mm-hmm. creative yeah. and funny. It's like she's like, What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, like 
this is a child's doll. Yeah, and I struggle to like overly criticize it. Okay, yes, on the one hand, we're all criticizing and talking about capitalism and like its failures and its exploitations of even people's minds of like, like this is an example of how beauty standards and imagery, like we're all going to flock to see this movie and like really ultimately they just want to make money and sell more movies and yeah. make more toys and it's kind of like... We went to FAO Schwartz in New York, me and my sister, and like the Barbie section was popping off. Yeah. Like it was like, okay, it's working. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. there's like a bit of ickiness around it where you're like, they don't obviously actually care about like their impact except for their bottom line. So like yeah. they care about changing the way they're perceived because the way they're perceived right now makes them less money. Yeah. And so, yes, they're trying to have this rebrand. And on the one hand, I'm like, well, that's good. Like at least at the very least, if we're stuck in this capitalist system, companies should adhere to the societal demands of like creating a safer, better world for yeah. us. And it is like, well, what's, Exxon Mobil doing exactly yeah and on the other hand though I'm like yeah but they're also are perpetuating the like yeah just because they like a little bit gave Barbie joints and like give her some <laughs> I job love titles. it like she can play tennis yeah and like she is in a couple different sizes and different ethnicities now like it's still capitalism and all they care about is money at the end of the yeah, day yeah and it is an ex insane brand like yeah, the word so Barbie I don't is. really know how to feel about it and then I'm like because then there's creative people who are part of it like the Greta Gerwig is like obviously trying to do something interesting yeah. and use a big platform and money to and do And I something. was absolutely enthralled by the movie. Yeah, like, and then and I keep going like, back and forth. Then I'm like, yeah. and it's just a movie. Like, yeah. can't, movies are allowed to just be dumb and yeah. fun and not everything is so serious and not everything is so insidious. Like, at the end of the day, like, they didn't create Barbie to try and destroy women's minds. Yeah. Yes, that might have, like, not destroy women's minds, but like, yes, there might be a negative impact, but... Sometimes I step back and I'm like, you know, no one's at least at the beginning being like, we're doing this to intentionally impose a narrative yeah. on people about what And it's like, like, I don't know. Thinking about like the studies on play, like even there's another study I found just about like how important play is. Like they start obviously with rat models, like juvenile rats, like they play. It's how you, it's how you figure out like, like socialization, socialization, like literally like pain. Sometimes you like mm. play fight. Sometimes like playing with, with dolls or even like action figures or whatever, like you're, it's important to development. And then I'm thinking like, okay, like now we live in a world of like truly TikTok, like tablets in front of kids where like, it's not like on TikTok, you're not getting insane body mm -hmm, image mm -hmm, issues. Yeah. Like the Instagram algorithm everywhere. Is you're insane. Seeing, yeah. Even for me as an adult, like the only place I'm getting insecure about my body is on TikTok. Right. Way more than the Barbie movie. Yeah. Like it's like cuz there's like some guy with like an insane BBL ass like with a thong <laughs> doing like a squat and being yeah. like I get your butt bigger and I'm like, "Oh, my butt is so flat." Like and that might be a product of our generation, but there's a very clear distinction to me between Hollywood being like, "That's a movie, of course those people are jacked," versus online where you're like, "Wait, that's just someone in their bedroom and they're jacked?" Like I feel yeah, shitty that I'm also, not jacked. They're also talking to me about steroids like how to modify and like your body. Yeah, yeah, and like longevity of life. And is. like yeah. one is not necessarily like the chicken came before the egg. Yeah. Like one breeds into the other. And the fact that our celebrities on screen are jacked and probably on steroids and probably you know having surgeries to look beautiful and stay young and all these things. Like it is all a circle that's connected. Yeah, but because we're now in this other crazy world of like insane everyone. And we have to pick online, our battles. Yeah. yeah. It is like, I start to look at celebrities and I'm like, Oh, they don't actually impact me that much. Cause I, I put them in a separate yeah. category. Even like the Ken's in the movie. Like I think Margot Robbie is like so stunning and such a good actor that it would maybe be hard as a woman to be like, holy shit. <laughs> right. But I found like, it's not like the Kens were so crazy. Yeah. Like John Cena, it was it, like appeared for a second and I was like, okay, you're clearly on drugs. Like you're <laughs> insane. But like, like even Ryan Gosling, it kind of looked like everything was like a little painted on. Yeah. Like, he wasn't looking so, he was just, I think that was funny. intentional, but yeah. Like um, it just was like, it. you're right. Like celebrities aren't impacting the way like the random guys on TikTok are for me. And I'm sure the random like women and, everything in between like trans person is for people of those communities like mm -hmm. being like oh my god yeah i don't like obviously we're not going to provide a solution to like body image in media but okay would you buy your kid a barbie now would you buy your daughter a barbie um like more now 
or like less now like the movie i don't like, think the movie impact? i don't think it will have any impact <laughs> it's hard for me to know because we're not parents thinking about it though it's like i wasn't like so opposed to buying a barbie but maybe if i was actually a parent i would have said oh are there alternatives like is barbie kind of toxic we're getting you yeah, a cabbage patch kid yeah yeah exactly or like brats did you see that thing where those four girls were named after the brats dolls and so when what four at, girls they're like friends the young girl and her three friends are sitting at the table they all are looking like people show the picture of the brats dolls and they all have the same name like they're uh. like the younger generation of uh. brats like we're different than barbie we're edgy the ones that like <laughs> listen to like my chemical romance or whatever you know when they're sitting at the table and they make her cry they make barbie yeah they're cry. like goth vibes yeah yeah I think like they were named after the Bratz dolls. The movie is so complicated. Like that is a whole <laughs> so complicated. No, but no, but it is. That's a whole other part of the film that like I forgot about. Like the daughter and the mom, and then mm-hmm. she's like a goth, but then by the end is like wearing a. It's like it really doesn't land the plane on much, and does get away with a lot by being like a kind of surrealism pick. Yeah, like that kind of reminded me. Like the girl was a goth, and then she kind of wasn't a goth. But they don't, the end. they don't really tell you why. She kind of still was. It's not like she really changed. Did she? That's what I mean. Like, it's not an obvious shift. Like, she does, like, hug her mom and, like, they have a Yeah, the moment. movie lacks something for sure in that sense. Like, you kind of leave going, like, it's not, like, so clear what the point is. Yeah, and I also, it's like, I did like that it was, like, short. Like, they kind yes. of are, like, they... I liked that. It's like, we are going to bring up a lot of questions and Mm. make you think kind of a lot. And then we're going to be really fucking funny and like surrealist and then not And then we're going to get you out of here in like Mm. an hour and 50 minutes. Like, thank God. Like, cause imagine it was like a two and a half hour Barbie movie, which I think some other directors like Like would have done. done. Yeah. And it would have just been like, Oh yeah, this was a blockbuster Hollywood film. That was not, never going to try and go deeper than a little. And it's cool that they went that deep. But some, some blockbuster Hollywood films are two hour, two and a half hours now. Like every Marvel movie, like they're long yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. actually annoying. Cause it's like, it, if yeah. it's really good, that's fine. But if you're actually, it's like, I didn't, maybe I didn't need to see the girl's evolution outside of goth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because they didn't land that isn't necessarily a bad thing. Cause like, I do want to go home. <laughs> yeah. Like I do. I didn't care about that. Care that much about yeah. any of this. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about them. Like doing the, Mattel cinematic universe like to me that's cringy yeah so this could if this was in isolation I think that's actually really cool but if they do start releasing like 30 films or whatever they are yeah I know I'm like I get it uh, yeah they want to do that and I hope they're still good movies like I'll give them a chance but it is kind of cringy the fact that like I read this article about Mattel and they said the Barney movie is going to be like rated Barney the dinosaur is going to be like rated our horror mm-hmm. is like that could be fun. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're, but then it's like, you keep reading and they're like, oh, we're going to do an Uno movie. That's a <laughs> murder mystery. And you're like, okay, this is going to fall. Eventually. Like, it's like, there's yeah. no Unless way. they, like, if they pull it off, good for them. And then. Like Hot the, Wheels that's like Fast and the Furious, but like rated R or something. Like, who knows? Because they're doing Hot Wheels too. And at least the Barbie movie makes that promising only in the sense that they let them do stuff that I was surprised that a big brand corporation would have let the yeah. movie do on its first try. They're doing Polly Pocket with Lena Dunham. And to oh. me, that seems very, like. I would be so stressed like if I was Lena Dunham. No, because I'm like, that is... And that's a huge brand. And that's Greta... Right? She's like, that's a white feminist Greta Gerwig-ass person. Like, you're yeah. going to be so compared to Barbie. Yeah. Now that Barbie's such a that's hit. That's true. Like, if I'm Lena Dunham sitting down, it's like... like it's got to be very like that. She's definitely in the Hollywood wheeler house of Greta Gerwig. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, shit. Like, I don't know. There's a part of me that'd be like, I can't. I don't want to do Polly Pocket. But I do. I am curious about that. Yeah. Like exactly. Lena Dunham's Polly Pocket. Like, the, like I'm into like, that. Actually. Like, yeah. Like a like disheveled, anxious it's like, Polly it's like Pocket. like a TV show, like, an HBO TV show. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, it is like an interesting take. And mm-hmm. like, I think Girls is having, it's sort of like Gen Z, mm-hmm. like revengeance. Yeah. And so it's like exciting. But um, I just kind of like Marvel. It's like, we're watching Marvel fail. And I think it's just like for any of these things it's going to happen like that. Like if Mattel keeps going, it'll just eventually. Is Marvel failing? Yeah. With what? All their recent movies. Oh, like what are, I guess. Yeah. What there you go. They? What are they? Ant-Man or whatever made like no money. Uh, but Spider-Man does so well. And the last, what event- you mean like into the, yeah, the Spider-Man, movie the last well. Avengers movie, which was, I think before the pandemic, is that true? Was like the highest grossing. Yeah. Ever. But since like, 
it's arguably I read another article about Marvel they're arguably in a bad place because yeah. like it's been too Ant-Man. long like, I think there's yeah. a bunch of TV shows that are kind of uh, failing that just aren't working but 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 that's because they were so big like that's the same thing like with this Barbie thing like there might be a couple more that keep it huge and everyone's like Mattel mm. and then it's like obviously gonna fade yeah, we'll out. see where it lands well at the end of the day would you buy your kid a Barbie I don't know I kind of before this like as just like such a like like granola parent that I'm gonna be would be like hell no you're getting like a scruffy used cabbage <laughs> but then I'm like like it's like I never thought about my kid being like I want a Barbie right because it's like if my kid was like I really want a Barbie I'd probably be like oh okay yeah but then now kids harmless. are gonna want Barbie like I never thought about the movie's impact on that yeah. a kid might not have even known Barbie existed and now yeah. they're gonna want a Barbie is kind of like ooh okay Greta mm-hmm. like you did maybe create the mm-hmm. need and want for a Barbie. But who knows? Maybe kids actually aren't interested in this movie. It is very adult. It's mm-hmm. very like, like I, I'm curious what age group you start to bring your kid to this movie. Yeah, it was it was felt mature to me, but but it was like so a candy. lot of movies. Yeah, a lot of movies like we're not thinking about the kid perspective, but like a lot of Pixar movies do a good job of appealing yeah. to adults and kids at yeah. the same time. But I, it did remind me of a Pixar movie, like kind of attempting to do sort of like a Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Like it was very Toy Story. Yep. But. <laughs> I think with Marvel too, it's like you bring your kid to Marvel's movies. Those yeah. are pretty adult and yeah. like violent and like kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But now I am curious, like what are the recent Marvel movies? Cause I'm like the Ant-Man one, I think is quantum mania or whatever is the obvious failure. It was okay. I don't, I don't keep up with it, but yeah, it like was a, bo- a box office flop. But then I'm like, I wonder if there are others. Cause this article was almost accepting that they're flopping. But then mm. I'm like, I can't really think cause Spider-Man was supposed to be so good. Yeah. Um, but I guess they haven't Let's done an Avengers up. in a while. No, it's done. It's done. Well, like maybe they would do it again, but like the last one was the last one. Oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. As far as I know, like I'm not like a stan. I liked it, but I just like, I'm pretty sure that was like the, is there three or four? I'm not, I mean, yeah. It was, like the final of it. It was done. It feels like they're not getting the critical acclaim they like once sort of Yeah, say. I think they had their moment. Black Everything Panther was on. so good. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Anyways. Oh yeah, and what? Oh, I was like, that was Avatar. That wasn't Marvel. But Avatar wasn't wasn't good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, Okay. Well, um, yeah. Thanks, Mattel, for this episode. And And it is exciting to be in the world of like monoculture. Like it does feel good. It feels like everyone's talking about Barbie. Yeah, and I also just have to say, like conservatives who get like triggered by this, it's like the funniest thing in the world because I'm just like this. Wait, what? Like, isn't it just Ben Shapiro? No, no. No. Wait, it's like, like what? Like what? Viros is just like. There's all. It's just that whole crew of people as well as like, there's like so many just people on like TikTok and stuff being like, it's anti-men. It's hating on men. <laughs> and it's like, says nothing it's good so about men. It's so lovely to men. I know. It's just like, and they're obviously missing the point, which is like the joke and the parallel between the real world and the Barbie world. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> they're missing it. I but it's more that, funny to me that it's like. I think it might be helping the movie. In, oh, in oh, a backwards so way. You know, yeah. like we always give conservatives so much stuff. And I think the stuff. average, like to know the movie's doing so well, I yeah. think like it's not like that's the overall narrative. If you go to the Mar- Mar- Barbie movie and you leave like Upset. mad, it's like you seriously need to go, go to therapy. therapy. <laughs> like it's like actually like there should be like signs and numbers. Like yeah. if this is triggering you, like call this number and we'll hook you up. Because <laughs> it is kind of like a little like laughable. That's what I and, mean. And to me, it feels like um, conservative talking points to build an audience. Just like, to like grift Ben Shapiro doesn't, Ben Shapiro clearly loves the movie if he's talking about it this much or I don't he think he loves it. Or he's, just, he's like, this is an amazing opportunity to make money yeah, and have to act outrage. Like some and, guys yeah. who need to go to therapy, give me money. So like, and to talk about, I mean, like we're talking about, Barbie. everyone's trying yeah. to give their take on yeah. it. That it's just funny that some people seem so like, is like, it would be so <laughs> funny to, and challenging to leave the movie and then be like, God, I have to go on my like weird YouTube channel and, and be rip angry this apart. About like it. it's like yeah. it's hard to do because it's like because it's like it's not taking itself seriously. No, like, exactly. It's a joke. It's like a joke. <laughs> exactly. I think like every time the movie became more and more surreal and jokey, I bet he was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. like you know what I mean? They were, like losing the steam. Yeah. Of whatever. Because it's not actually taking itself seriously. No. Anyway, I just wanted to say at the end because it just is kind of making me laugh. Because, yeah. 
It's just so basic. Yeah, I kind of want to like read them just to laugh, but I'm pretty good at, I don't know, like my algorithms are not giving me that stuff. You always tell me these interesting things. My like, algorithms give me people stitching those things. Like I'm not seeing uh, those things, but okay. it'll be someone responding, <laughs> being like giving their take on why it's so ridiculous yeah. or explaining a part of the movie that they obviously missed. Or, Which you know is I mean? why I do think these conservative that's why like the guys are actually maybe giving a lot more energy to the movie. You know what I mean? That is yeah. more publicity. Yeah. And I do feel like we always, as people who are more on the left, do that the backwards way. We give the right so many times to like, like that happens a yeah, lot where people yeah. like talk so, about Trump doing something crazy. Yes, or, yeah. exactly. So it's kind of like, okay, now I know what it feels like. They're going to sit back and be like, okay, we'll keep going. Yeah. Cool. Anyways. Okay. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Also, peace. Bye. 